Hello, and welcome to episode 7 of the Stepping Up To You podcast. My name is Joe Ferger, and I hope this can meet you where you're at on this journey called life. To start out for the segment, I'd ask you to think about the millions of people who make New Year's resolutions each year. Now, as most of us probably know, usually there's high energy to start, but most people stop pursuing them for whatever reason a few weeks later. Think about your last New Year's resolution, or maybe a goal you set to accomplish something. Maybe it was stop doing New Year's resolutions altogether. <laughs> Either way, whether it was the beginning of the year or two weeks ago, you came up with an idea to do something. Let's say your goal was to lose weight. Five weeks later, you're feeling better, but you step on the scale and you actually gained weight. Let's take a step back though. Maybe you gained weight because you started eating healthier, became more active, and you started converting some of that fat into lean muscle. At first, you may be upset or feel defeated because you didn't lose weight. But when you take a step back and look at things from a different lens, you realize that you picked up some better, healthier routines, converted some fat to muscle, and you're feeling better about your overall physical well-being. So for this episode, you'll hear about goals, perspective, and reflection, and the importance for growing and making progress. Wherever you're coming from, I appreciate you stopping by, and thanks for tuning in. I'm going to put on my coaching hat here for a minute and focus on three key components to look at this episode. I'd like to use this as an opportunity to grab the clipboard, analyze the first half stats, see what worked and didn't work, and make some adjustments. Welcome to July. We've made it through the first half of 2021, and the second half is underway. Now, if you haven't, I would recommend setting some time aside in your life to do some reflection. Just as businesses do analysis on how operations are going from one period of business to the next and issue guidance for the future, I think it would be beneficial to do some type of analysis of where you're at and where you'd like to be and expect to be. Not just your actual physical well-being, but mentally, spiritually, financially, and in other areas of your life. Those reflections can encompass a variety of things. For starters, here in the U.S., we've seen restrictions from the pandemic start to ease up for the most part. I can't speak in every detail about every pocket of the United States or around the globe, but as we progress through the summer months, in comparison to last year, we can notice some things are different than they were last year for a variety of reasons. What's that mean to you? And from a personal standpoint, I'd encourage you to take a step back and look at your situation. Perhaps you had some plans to travel, make a career change, see friends or family, Try something new, conquer a challenge, or hit the proverbial reset button. Can you check off anything that seemed impossible five years ago? How about from last summer? How about looking at the beginning of the year? Maybe it's just from a week ago. How does that look today, and what influence does it have on your thoughts moving forward? Some things I've been reflecting on a lot lately for a number of reasons, and not just talking about one particular dynamic, but the whole package has been happiness, being content, and the next step. They're so intertwined and, and simple, yet the day-to-day, moment-by-moment realities of life make them seem just beyond the reach of our fingertips sometimes. Now, I don't want to speak for anybody but myself with the struggles and successes of the first half of the year, but man, I've been on mountaintops, literally and figuratively, yet sometimes it feels like I'm walking backwards through quicksand up the side of a mountain. And before you think I'm just going to complain and only talk about the struggles, the neat thing about that previous mentioned scenario is being able to look down at the low points you may be coming out of. And lately that's what it seems like, getting out of a tough spot or a valley and making progress towards the path back up, towards the mountaintop. Sometimes seeing the path clearly, but at other times just having no idea how or where it goes, you know, where, where's life taking me, but having confidence in the process. 
just like inflation, according to the federal government, life is transitory. <laughs> I've been really fortunate to connect with some special, caring individuals recently and share some of those conversations with you in hopes to be able to provide insight with some of the whys and what that drives certain people into being able to find success and stay hungry in the process. Whether you realize it or not, we heard some great information and some personal stories from people, uh, not just with a special place in my, in my life, but they've had an impact on countless others as well. One of the biggest themes that stuck with me from the first few guests was hearing about the selfless drive they each possess in their respective areas of engagement. It ties perfectly into the long-term vision of this podcast and eventual growing platform. Now, as we've heard about before, you know, take from this episode what you please. You know, I'm not here to order you to do anything, rather to try and offer a view you may find useful. So with that in mind, what are you doing to keep tabs on you and your journey? Are you just winging it and hopeful that you'll end up on the right side of life? Are you being intentional with what you want? Is there a middle ground that you find yourself bargaining with to keep yourself balanced? Whatever that is, the three items I mentioned earlier I'd like to focus on in this episode, goals, perspective, and reflection. I'm someone who's always had some type of goal, or many, throughout my life. I've tried to have different types of goals pertaining to a variety of things with different timelines as well. You know, whether that was to make uh, an athletic team, you know, earn a degree, you know, put together a good practice plan, you know, learn something new, or try to set up some type of financial goal. There's a number of times I've succeeded, and there's plenty of times I've failed. I'll be honest, but plenty of those failures have been more beneficial in the long run. Some of those obstacles have provided opportunities and insight into really being able to reflect on the overall situation. Now, some of those reasons for failing could have been the goals were too specific, maybe they were too vague perhaps unrealistic, or maybe I just, you know, made a goal or planned to do something just to make me feel like I was doing something. The first of two quotes I'll use from the late Zig Ziglar in this episode is, remember that failure is an event, not a person. I think it's important to separate progress and movement, though, and it kind of ties into something I'll touch on in a little bit about allowing yourself perspective. But sometimes a pitfall with goals is we mistake progress with movement or get too caught up with formalities. I'm not the first person to say this, but just because you're moving doesn't necessarily mean you're making progress. Some people tie progress and movement together. Indeed, you may even use them as synonyms at times with your grammar structure. When we look at our own lives, that isn't necessarily the case. Sometimes, someone can move around the globe and still not make progress, while another person could progress in something but not move anywhere at all. I've heard about it before, I read about a scenario from an online journal by Colin Harmon recently to help illustrate. If you have a deck of cards and you shuffle those cards over and over again, yes, you're moving the cards and, and reorganizing them in the process, but they still have the same purpose, right? They've just been moved. No new meaning, no new development. They're still the same 52 cards. No, I think it's not until we define a purpose or find intentionality with the movement of the cards until we can see something different. For example, if we were talking about Blackjack or Texas Hold'em, shuffling the cards will have a huge impact on a player's progress in a game. The same can be said for our journey. Context is important, and I think even more important is being intentional. Reflecting on a number of things and some insight we heard from our guest, Dale Wano, Dale talked about being intentional in all he does and how that's had such an impact on his life and the progress he's been able to see in everything from work to his family life. I think being intentional can be a key difference between the two, movement and progress. 
we can move in a certain direction, but if we don't examine the development or lack of throughout, we can often miss out on opportunities or focus on, uh, on, on the negative, or perhaps we miss the growth that we were initially seeking in the first place. Understanding life can be tough. For some of us, sometimes just getting out of bed, get our body to actually move, might be progress for that day. So it's important to keep at it. So for starters, using my own experience, the last quarter of 2020 was an interesting time for me. Right, we've heard that this has a major impact on some choices I've tried to make while being able to pivot forward towards where I'm at today and hopefully moving forward as well. Life wasn't terrible, although it may have seemed like it in some of the circumstances, right? but either way, my focus needed to be checked. My pride was destructive, and it didn't help the choices I was making. Yes, living in the moment is key, but having blinders onto the future impact can be dangerous. So in doing so, I set some goals that uh, have been accomplished, they've been failed, or I'm currently still working on. Although some people may find pursuing something or goal setting easy and second nature, and in most cases setting goals can be extremely beneficial, others can still find it intimidating. Maybe not sure how to, um, or even to some it may seem controlling or as an act, uh, act as a restraint. I wanted to touch on that bit for a moment. The idea that something like goal setting can be worrying. I think part of the thinking with intimidation or control of setting goals is really the fear. Fear is a powerful thing. It can be found in basic individual interaction or on a global level through certain policies, action, or lack of. It can push us away from things we would like. It can influence whether we move forward or stay where we are at. For others, fear can be used as motivation or the deciding factor in whether to try something new. It can activate survival mode or push us somewhere where we shouldn't be. From the Oxford Dictionary, fear used as a noun is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. When used as a verb, fear is to be afraid of someone or something as likely to be dangerous, painful, or threatening. Fear can come in many shapes or forms, and for this episode in point, I'll try to focus on two. We'll look at fear of achievement and fear of failure. Wait, what? Fear of achieving your goal? That doesn't even make sense. Well, believe it or not, that level of accomplishment or feeling of achieved success or satisfaction can be traumatic for some. Maybe it opens up past experiences, like you accomplish something and then other things ended. Like the journey to get there, the people you knew, or the new era that followed, which may have been great to reach that, but it was followed by a painful byproduct of reaching that goal. Or it could also be related to your hopes getting crushed or maybe that end result not being what you expected. Once again, based on previous experiences or maybe what we observed when our attention was elsewhere. The big idea is that sometimes setting goals are just a daily walk of doing things. The idea of achieving something along the way can create a sense of fear for some people if they actually find success. If you're making progress on achieving a goal, let's say you had a goal to make a lifestyle change, put in the time, energy, and other necessary details to work towards achieving that goal, and you can see some of the progress you've made. Maybe you start to fear what accomplishing that goal may look like, perhaps a gain, but with a loss. Sometimes, uh, Something to consider with that idea is the idea of opportunity costs. Now, I'm just going to pull the Wikipedia definition here, but opportunity costs is the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen, right? Just think of this. If you choose this, you can't have that. 
All right. Now that can be very uh, de debilitating for, for some people. Reflecting on this, it would be wise to think about the how and why in the first place. And I'm only sharing from my experiences, but you know, if you're someone who may struggle with the fear of achievement or success, maybe it'd be worthwhile talking to someone, you know, professional, trusted mentor, pastor, someone with the right experience to help you navigate and work towards assisting your progress. Fear of achievement may seem ludicrous to some, but it's a reality to others. Something to think about next time as well when you're trying to understand others, their viewpoint, or perhaps the stakeholders you're involved with as well. Another more prominent reason for setting goals that never allow for real growth or not setting goals at all or you know, not pursuing something is the potential to fail. Although a very real feeling, this one seems pretty straightforward, right? The idea of disappointment, rejection, coming up empty, or just utter failure. You know, these realities of failure may impact just you or perhaps those under your care. Reviewing an article, Why Fear of Failure Can Keep You Stuck, on Psychology Today, the largest media enterprise devoted to the coverage of human behavior and mental health, fear of failure is the emotional, cognitive, and behavioral reaction to the negative consequences you anticipate for failing to achieve the goal. I'm sure some of us have dealt with our own doubts, and I know I've experienced certain doubts previously, but the fear of failure, or even the anticipation of doing something, can really be challenging to overcome. There also may be a sense of embarrassment, or perhaps you've, you're going to experience ridicule from friends, family, or others for not being able to achieve what you set out to accomplish, which in some cases causes someone to even avoid taking any risk or opportunities altogether. Ask yourself this, though. Does somebody truly care about you if they are encouraging you to fail or if they're looking forward to you failing? Regardless, these obstacles some people may feel when pursuing things or setting goals, and it could be a roadblock in taking steps in the right direction. There are numerous resources available that would reinforce the benefits of setting goals, too. You could just take some time and Google some people you identify as successful and some goal setting they do. Uh, you could also take a look at some of the habits and the follow-through plan on their on their goals as well. For example, Tom Brady, arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game of football, had a goal for setting a standard when arriving in Tampa Bay for his first year after years in New England. That standard is a level of excellence in doing everything. Brady now has seven Super Bowl victories, including winning his latest last season with Tampa Bay. Tony Robbins, one of the most prominent personal development coaches in his industry, wrote down his goals almost 30 years ago, and everything he did moving forward was intentional to trying to achieve his goals, whether that's how we envision helping others, his social life, and some of his career achievements. Elon Musk, who you may associate with Tesla, PayPal, or SpaceX, had a goal to, has a goal to colonize Mars one day. Now, before anyone thinks that's completely crazy, which either way, in my opinion, it's it's just crazy to wrap your head around the impact that would have on society. Think about some of the progress he and his team have been able to make with autonomous vehicles and cashless payments. There are plenty of studies out there about the importance of writing down your goals as well. Writing down what you want to achieve. Writing down goals just like when a teacher used to tell you, write down something, write this information down because it's important, is no different. Never mind the repetition of writing it down, visually being able to see it as well, will aid the process of following through most of the time. While the process of achieving goals is separate 
from setting any type of goal, oftentimes considering the end game is crucial in laying out any type of goal in the first place. There are a variety of ways to get there in some cases, but regardless of what you choose to pursue or any goal you want to achieve, the plan of attack, execution, and reflection are essential to achievement. This kind of leads me into you know, point number two that I want to tie into this, in, and that's the idea of perspective. Right. So at the beginning of the year, I wrote down a list of the goals ranging from life goals you know, to concentrated goals in certain areas like finance and personal growth. Some were general, you know, goals with with minimal restrictions, you know, or guidelines. Uh, others were smart goals. You know, when that acronym is SMARTS for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. And and you might have heard some other, you know, variation of that. But the idea is uh, is a little more um, detail in 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 that setting. Some goals that I said had no timelines, while others were, you know, a little more time sensitive. Either way. For most of the goals, I try to not just think about it and write it down, but also work on the steps or a plan of attack for these goals. Now, I'd be lying if I said I've accomplished all my goals I wanted to achieve by the mid-year mark, but there's been some great progress. The first goal I wrote down for the entire year was to continue to grow my faith. Understanding the importance of where, you know, where I want to be, this was essential to have as the most important for me because everything else stems from that. Being able to work in every other area with confidence is, is faith in action and requires constant reflection and realignment. I progress in the right direction, fall down. Progress, fall down. Perhaps even take a step or two back, but getting back up and refocusing. Rather a simplified version and relatable on a level to probably several of you, but trying to build up the endurance to persevere and have grit. Now, how can I or anyone measure that first one? Well, it's a good question, but for starters, here we are today in episode seven. You know, some areas of focus in moving forward have been intentionally making time for reading, you know, listening to scripture, devotionals, praying. I'm by no means perfect at this, but you, can, you can't step forward if you never take a step at all. I understand this particular goal also isn't for everyone, but tying that with some volunteering, conversations with mentors, and reflection has been important for me to keep working. This leads me to goal number two at the beginning of the year, which was to start a blog, write a book, or a podcast. I believe I've mentioned previously, but for the past several years, I've been thinking about how I could use some experience in education to help others. After doing some research, right, creating a plan of attack, I took the leap and, and started this podcast. So regardless of what the future holds, you know, I could check off one of those three, and I'm eager to see how it ties into other opportunities and ideas I have. I'm constantly trying to re- reflect on how I can improve here and, and make these meaningful um, not just for myself, but for those who tune in. You know, to be honest, I haven't got a ton of feedback from this, but understanding it's early, <laughs> this is just the beginning, and I'll keep my eyes and ears open while trying to keep getting better. Another goal, this one, you know, without a timeline, and you know, I repeated in several different ways, was to try something new, you know, whether it was planned or not. Now, this one's interesting because there's a lot of things I'd be eager to try and learn. You know, you know I, I still uh, would like to learn a new language. I, uh, I want to learn how to tie a bow tie. Still haven't done that yet. Or, you know, learn how to salsa dance. So judge how you want. <laughs> but, you know, the way the way the year started, I had no plans for this particular goal. But I got to a point where I wanted to build off, you know, another area I was working on uh, with my overall well-being. So I started a small challenge group to run 90 miles in 30 days. You know, locally, we had about 15, 20 people who showed interest. Um, and for some of you, you know, 90 miles is, is nothing. It's a, it's a light warm up. you know, while others 
um, you know, for me at the time, it was a challenge to stay consistent and, um, you know, keep it move, keep moving forward with it. So I was able to complete that, uh, that go along with a handful of that, uh, original group. And in the process, I ended up running a half a marathon, 13.1 miles on back to back weeks on separate occasions. Now, anyone who knew me prior to that might think you're, you're, you're definitely thinking of someone else. This is, uh, that's not Joe, right? Joe, this running's not usually one of the, uh, you know, focal points of and what you try, you know, what you're trying to do. But yeah, it's something that happened. Another new thing I learned how to do this year was to learn how to operate a mixing console used for mixing audio dynamics like vocals and instruments. This was done through my church and I'm nowhere near being, you know, any good at it, but it's been neat to learn about it and hear how it works while learning along the way. If anything, it's helped me appreciate some more how skilled other people are in that particular area. And the last goal I'll share, and not one, not the last of all my goals, but it was to pay off a private loan related to my student loans. I had one particular loan for about 16000 and it was a priority to eliminate. You know, although not easy, and considering the opportunity cost of accomplishing that goal, I did it in about five months. A step in the right direction, for sure, and a sense of relief to see that monthly payment go towards other things. Now, student loans, like for some others, unfortunately have a stranglehold at times, and definitely have played a role in my psyche since graduating. Now, I'm not going to go into details this episode, but let's just say it's something that weighs heavily on me. When we, we hear about education and career choices in the future, this is something near to my heart. It stresses the importance of examining the possibilities after high school for everybody. Now, while I've been able to make progress with some goals, there's been a few that I haven't been able to achieve yet as well, whether professionally, personally, or financially. I've got a couple bad habits I'm still trying to reduce and eliminate that you know, I won't share during this particular episode, but I know they're still there. I had a goal to read a book a month, for example, non-work or career-related. Once again, for many, this is easy. It's not that I can't read well. It's just about prioritizing. I enjoy reading, and I read hundreds of articles and journals throughout the year, but hearing different perspectives on topics is the very least interesting to me. Now, although I was fortunate to spend some time uh, with my, my, mom, my mother and my brother um, for Christmas and New Year's, you know, one of the other goals I had was to travel. Haven't been able to do that much yet. Lastly, I still can't tie a bow tie. And, you know, I get caught up watching too much TV. You know, another goal that I wanted to reduce. But, hey, I'm working on it. I'll have that bow tie down. Just got to finalize that last part. There are some things that I still get caught up on as well. Not nearly as much that used to bug me and own real estate in my mind and heart related to relationships with people. But I'm thankful for the experiences. Being able to reflect and take a step back and look at the big picture has really helped. At the very least, it's helped me appreciate the good times and pay close attention to the learning opportunities and the struggles. It's not about making excuses or being critical of not accomplishing something yet, but in the grand scheme of things, personally, I can reflect on 10 years ago, 5 years ago, 3 years ago, shoot, even 3 months ago, and see and know that the battle within, although times may be very discouraging, perhaps heartbreaking in a few cases, is in my favor. We all know life can be unfair. Just take a step back and look around and see bad things happen to good people whom we know, you know, maybe we didn't know. Think about a situation where you've done something and the outcome was in your favor, but maybe not fair. What if you actually got what you might deserve each time? Like, for example, what if you were driving in your car speeding and didn't get caught, but you knew you were speeding, right? Whether you agree with the posted speed limit or not. Technically, you were speeding. Right, so what if a ticket unexpectedly arrived in the mail a few days later? Would that be fair to you? You know, you weren't technically caught, but you knew you were technically speeding. All right, or maybe you got upset at someone because they ruined your plans and didn't communicate that they couldn't show. 
and you were so mad you just told them you know you told them off and and you told them you know don't talk to you a few hours later you find out that individual just recently found out a loved one passed away and they were struggling with the news and they apologized for not communicating with you about missing your t- your plans you know sometimes for better or worse life can be unfair Sure, we need accountability and need to take responsibility, but just think about it for a moment the next time there's a seed of doubt or you want to try and keep improvement. One of the most important aspects in analyzing the progress or need for adjustments, realignment, or new set of goals has been reflection. That's been imperative for a number of people who experience success and have a positive outlook on even the most frustrating situations. Recent, recently for me, after hurting my hamstring, knowing it's changed some short-term plans and it's frustrating in doing certain things, Concerning a broader perspective, life's going to be just fine. Sometimes the problems that we think are so big in our situation are really not. Now, I'm not trying to take away the realness of any problem you may have faced, you're currently facing, or what you may face, but I want you to encourage you to fix your vision on what will lead you out of the problem instead of what may be presented in your situation. Once again, for me, it's been it's been grown in faith, and I can't stress enough how that doesn't give me a pass, right, to be a jerk, you know, justify some poor choices or think that I'm mistake-free, but knowing the commitment requires helps me bring helps bring me back into alignment and gives me something to strive for and accomplish, accomplishing anything when times seem to be discouraging, I slip up, or they may seem hopeless. Getting a grasp on our own thought life is necessary. If we want to break the cycle, it's important that we first analyze our thoughts. If you, for example, struggle with thoughts about feeling overwhelmed, if you do nothing, how can we expect to change? If you recognize those thoughts, however, and try something new, changes may occur, whether small or large. That will lead to minor gains, which over time can help you work on the overwhelming thoughts. I didn't say it would be easy, and sometimes the things that are easy, although they may seem ideal in the moment, hinder our ability to manifest necessary growth in a particular situation or area of our lives. There are opportunities to grow in every situation if we allow ourselves to take a step back at times. So if you choose to reflect on the first half of the year, I'd encourage you to think about how far you've come. You've probably made more progress than you think. It may not seem monumental in a particular area, but chances are, if you give yourself the chance to reflect from a different perspective, you may see what I'm talking about. Don't be afraid to celebrate and encourage your progress. Just remember, pride goes before destruction though, so stay alert and stay hungry. If you still think you haven't, or maybe there's an area you know you're severely struggling in, if you're not happy with your progress, or you've gotten into a rut, I'd encourage you to take a step back and reflect on where you've been. Think about how you can learn and grow from what you're going through. Reflect on everything. That might include praying, journaling, going for a walk, reading, traveling, painting, or perhaps having a conversation with someone who's objective to the situation. It's not necessarily about forgetting, but thinking about perspective with the big picture and controlling what you can control. If you're struggling with how other people think about you, well, it's something you can't control. So try to focus on what you can, like your outlook on the task at hand. Sometimes just having a positive outlook can be encouragement enough to move forward. Once again, something simple yet so problematic at times for some. I get it, not always, but life can be extremely tough at times especially if we have high standards for yourself or others around you. We weren't made to live life miserably either, though. So being able to wake up each day is a blessing in itself. You can do it. Don't give up. Keep trying. 
And if you think you are someone who recognizes the particular area you're able to excel in, I would encourage you to reach out to others and help. Whether friends or family, if we want to progress around from a larger perspective, it starts with taking ownership of your part and realizing as humans, we were meant to connect and love one another. So whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in between, know that each day is a new opportunity to improve. In the meantime, start with tackling your thoughts and try to appreciate the struggle. Your failures don't define you, and wherever you're at on this journey of life, just know you're loved more than you know. The second quote I wanted to use from Zig Ziglar is, you don't have to be great at something to start, but you have to start to be great at something. May you find the right peace, love, and purpose in your journey. Until next time, God bless. made it to this point in this episode i appreciate you more than you'll ever know and i hope you can keep making progress in your life whatever you're working on if you found anything from this episode or past episodes interesting or useful please share with others this podcast is available on almost all listening platforms and if you have one you'd like us to add just shoot me a message follow the journey on instagram at stepping up to you through our website found on the link tree link in the profile or shoot me a message i'd love to have a conversation with you especially if i can help in any way Keep up the good fight and let your light shine.